Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back. On the past few episodes, we've been zeroing in on God's solution to the problem of evil. We talked about how suffering can actually work out for our good, that in times of trial, times of pain, times when things are difficult, we can grow, we can grow stronger, our faith can increase in such times. So not all suffering is for no purpose. We've also talked about why suffering is in the world. Suffering is in the world because of sin. Human beings sin, therefore suffering is in the world. That means sometimes I make mistakes and I suffer the consequences for those mistakes, and sometimes other people sin against me, and I have to suffer the consequences for their poor choices. We've also talked about the presence of a malevolent force, how Satan is working in the background, and how he tempts us, how he accuses us, how he deceives us, and especially how he uses the fear of death as a weapon against us. Now, all of these are very useful perspectives. They, they help us to uh, understand why evil is in the world and, and how we can deal with evil on a day-to-day basis. But these perspectives offer no ultimate solution. They don't offer a way out, a way of escape, if you will, a way to overcome evil. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how Jesus is a suffering Savior, that God has not remained distant from our suffering, but has participated in our suffering right alongside of us. And we talked about this parable from Luke chapter 11, verses 21 and 22. Jesus talks about a strong man who is bound by a stronger man than he. And that stronger man, after he has bound the first man, is able to take away his weapons, able to to take away the spoils, if you will. And in that parable, the strong man is Satan, and the stronger than he is Jesus. And what Jesus is teaching us is he came here to directly assault the dominion of Satan. When Jesus healed those who were sick, when he gave sight to the blind, when he raised the dead. These were not only good works he was doing in order to relieve suffering, they were also a direct assault on Satan. As Peter says to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So these were direct assaults, if you will, on Satan. We also see in passages like Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4 how Jesus endured temptation. And in that episode with Satan, Jesus was able to resist and overcome Satan. So Jesus knows what it's like to deal with desire. He understands what it's like to feel the pull of desire. And then we also talked about how Jesus experienced a cruel and unjust death. 
and his whole purpose in enduring the cross was to destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. As John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8, Jesus was manifested, he was brought into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil. Notice in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, that there's an underlying purpose, that it was God's intent from the very beginning to bring Jesus into the world in order to confront Satan. This was God's purpose. And he alludes to that purpose throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah 53 is one example. The prophet Isaiah prophesied in the 8th century B.C. He lived during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, which puts him about 700 years before Jesus. Now, we have copies of the book of Isaiah among the Dead Sea Scrolls, and those copies of Isaiah are about 100 to 200 years older than Jesus, older than Jesus' birth. So, all of these things were written down centuries in advance of Jesus' arrival. And Isaiah 53 is a chapter that talks about a servant who suffers a great many things in order to redeem his people. He would suffer many things for the sake of others. All four gospel writers attribute Isaiah 53 to Jesus. They believe that Jesus fulfilled Isaiah 53. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, Matthew tells us, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our affirmities and bore our sicknesses. Matthew interpreted the exorcisms performed by Jesus as a fulfillment of Isaiah 53.4. He quotes from it. He says that Jesus did these things in order to fulfill what was written in Isaiah. Luke, in chapter 22, verse 37, quotes Jesus, This which is written must still be accomplished in me, and he was numbered with the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. This is another quotation from the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, verse number 12. And Jesus attributes this prophecy to himself. I have to be numbered with the transgressors. John teaches us that Jesus did many signs before the, the multitudes, but they did not believe in him. And John believes that this was to fulfill what was written in Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 1. Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John sees the rejection of Jesus as a fulfillment of that prophecy. So we have Matthew, Luke, and John all attributing various verses in Isaiah 53 to Jesus. Mark, the final gospel writer, in chapter 9, verse number 12, quotes Jesus. Indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? Now, this is an allusion to Isaiah 53.3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. In all four gospel accounts, we have the gospel writers attributing various quotes from Isaiah 53 to Jesus. 
This passage was written 700 years before Jesus was born, and all of these passages refer to Jesus suffering for the sake of other people. It refers to him suffering in various ways. So we can see that it was God's plan from the very beginning to send Jesus in the world, and his life would not be easy. In fact, he would bear the sins of the entire world on his shoulders. No one's taken on that responsibility before. Jesus took that responsibility on himself. He bore our iniquities. He bore our sorrows. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. This was God's design from the beginning. Psalm 22 is another important prediction of a suffering Jesus. You might remember from the crucifixion account, as Jesus hung on the cross, he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In a previous episode, I noted that in times of intense pain, in times of suffering, we can feel like God is distant from us. And I believe that Jesus is expressing that sentiment. He, he feels distant from God as he's going through this terrible time of trial and pain. Now, the interesting thing about this is Jesus quotes, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? from Psalm 22, verse 1. That's how this Psalm of David begins. David wrote this Psalm some 1,000 years before Jesus was born. So, Psalm 22 appears to be a prophecy predicting the suffering of the Messiah. And the Gospel writers link Psalm 22 up with the crucifixion of Jesus. The Apostle John's account is a particularly good example of that very thing. John sees the dividing of Jesus' garments as a fulfillment of Psalm 22, verse 18. He sees his cry for water, for some sort of, of drink to quench his thirst, as a fulfillment of Psalm 22:15. When the soldiers confirmed that Jesus was dead by thrusting the spear up into to Jesus' side, John refers to Psalm 22:15. They pierced my hands and my feet. So for at least a thousand years, God foresaw that the Messiah would come to this world, that he would suffer many things, that he would heal many people, take on our burdens onto his own shoulders, that he would suffer for our iniquities, for our transgressions, that he would be nailed to a cross, that he would hang naked before the world, that he would be thirsty, all these things. All of these predictions came true in Jesus Christ. So as I said on the last episode, God has not remained indifferent to our pain. He has participated in it right alongside of us. When you feel the pull of temptation to do something you know is wrong, remember, Jesus understands exactly how you feel. He knows what the pull of desire feels like. He sympathizes with you, and He will help you in that time. When you feel lonely or abandoned, remember that in Jesus' greatest trial, in His time of greatest need, His friends abandoned Him, left Him by Himself, and He had to die by Himself hanging on the cross. So Jesus knows what it feels like to feel lonely and abandoned. When your body hurts or you're sick, Jesus understands. He saw those sorts of ailments firsthand and probably experienced being sick himself. 
And in those cases where he saw people in deep sorrow, in deep pain, he was moved to relieve their suffering. If you're bullied or persecuted, know that you're in good company. Jesus faced the same sorts of pressures. God saw our need from the very beginning, and he put into motion a plan that would be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus suffered right alongside of us. God foresaw all of us, and he provided a Savior that can sympathize with us, that can relate to us, who knows exactly how it feels to be human. So in those times of trial, in those times of suffering, know that you have a Savior who can relate. He's sympathetic. He wants to help you. He wants to take your burden on his shoulders. So turn them over to him. Trust in him. Rely on him. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.